ప్రేమ స్వరూపులారు ఎంబాడిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ లవ్ శాంతి నీ లోపల ఉన్నది కానీ బయట లేదు పీస్ ఇస్ విత్ ఇన్ నాట్ అవుట్ సైడ్ అవుట్ సైడ్ నో పీస్ ఓన్లీ పీసెస్ డియర్ లిస్నర్ సైరామ్ అండ్ గ్రీటింగ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ప్రశాంతి నిలయం వెల్కమ్ టు అవర్ రేడియో ప్రోగ్రామ్ outside inside deep inside this is a segment of radio size thursday live hosted by bishu prosti today's episode was first broadcast live on 29th march 2018 dear listeners saram from prashantinilayam the most happening place on the planet as i always say today is the last thursday in the month of march march 29 2018 on the first thursday of this month in this program outside inside deep inside we started the story of mrs ratanlal the legendary servitor of bhagwan who left her mortal coil in this month last year in 2017 Hers is a life that has inspired so many to steadfastly cling on to the lotus feet of the Lord to never try to analyze and decipher the Lord's action with our limited minds and accept and surrender and derive the delight and the bliss of experiencing his omniscience and his magnificence hers is a life that completely gave itself in the Lord's service she was so fortunate to be given such a beautiful role to look after bhagwan's earthly needs like mother ishwaramma would do for bhagwan until she was there in 1972 hers is a life that was instrumental in the execution of numerous projects of the sai mission and everything she did she did it so silently so solidly and in a manner that was so much appreciated by the lord in a way that how swami would want us how swami would want his instruments to work so in the previous episodes we talked about how she came to bhagwan in 1965 the first darshan she had when she felt that she belongs to swami how the light of the paramatma started glowing in her atma how she felt that she just is a part of bhagwan we saw how once that light entered her heart after that as bhagwan says the journey of every devotee it begins with the light is a new and then you are in the light and then you finally become the light to me this is the journey of mrs ratanlal and this is the journey of every sai devotee that is how her life with bhagwan was after the initial moment when she experienced the unraveling of this inexplicable bond with bhagwan In the previous episodes I have shared with you how Swami transformed her husband Mr Ratanlal and cured him of his heart ailment and then I also shared with you the story of their first visit to Parthi in the 60s 1966 and the chills and thrills of that endeavor in a Parthi that had very minimal facilities but how they experienced the heaven the heaven that they had never before felt in prashantinilayam and then subsequently how swami visited mumbai in march 1967 and even came to their home and in the previous episode we talked about how mrs ratanlal was instrumental in the rajmata of navanagar having the first darshan of bhagwan during that trip in march 1967 again the story of the rajmata is an unparalleled a saga of how swami drew her to his lotus feet and the way she too served bhagwan did human service to bhagwan's mission setting up so many institutions and becoming the first among the founding members of the sri satyasai central trust and the educational trust so this is what we were in in the last episode i talked you about the story of the transformation of the rajmata and her initiation into the sai fold so all this happened in early 1967 so today we move on from there there's another interesting incident that happened in the same year 1967 so in those initial years swami told mr and mrs ratanlal to come to prashantinilayam for every festival and mr ratanlal was very enthusiastic about it even Ratanlal auntie too i mean she was also very happy to come to prashantinilayam she has found her god but at the same time 
on certain occasions she used to be very different about making this visit to prashanti because she on her own was a very religious person and she had her elaborate puja routine every morning and especially for major festivals especially the navratri she used to do elaborate puja for 9 days this is something she had been doing right from her childhood and uh, she was very attached to this puja so sometimes when there were festivals in prashant nilam and it clashed with her puja you know she used to always be in dilama in how not to do this puja which she has been doing for years so her husband seeing this hesitancy in her at times so one day uh, mr ratanlal told swami swami she's always absorbed in puja swami in the mandir she's not your devotee swami she's busy doing her things ringing bells and doing these pujas and changing the clothes for her deities and you know she's not your devotee swami so when swami heard that swami said uh, to mr ratanlal don't worry i will make her my devotee i will make her a devotee so time went on and uh, during that particular visit they could not stay in puttaparthi for long because mr ratanlal had a legislative session to attend he was a member of the congress party so before they left mr kasturi went to swami and said swami ratanlal is asking permission to leave and he is saying that uh, you know without your permission he will not leave and they are also sad that uh, they have not had an interview with you this time and uh, mrs ratanlal wants to speak at least two words with you if you permit so when he goes and tells all this uh, swami tells professor kasturi you tell them that i am very busy i have no time now if they want to leave they can leave they have my blessings no problem and uh, swami just said this and he didn't even give any vibhuti prasadam also so mr ratanlal was very upset he was very downcast when he received this message it was sort of a terse message coming from bhagwan and uh, anyway but they had no go they had to leave and they were so unhappy that they were unable to even get a pad namaskaram and mrs ratanlal was consoling her husband he said it's okay you know every morning we take pad namaskaram so it is okay because in those days i mean the devotees were so few every morning you had those opportunities so they started so they were in the car and uh, after a while in the car mrs ratanlal started moving to one side of her seat because as if like you know she was really trying to go as far away from mr ratanlal who was driving and uh, so mr ratanlal felt that this is something odd he asked why are you moving why are you going that side he probably thought maybe uh, his wife is angry with him and wants to just avoid him and sit as far as possible from him but mrs ratanlal said no no that is not the reason i am only making space for my swami to sit and mr ratanlal said as it is swami has uh, not given us pad namaskaram and we are so upset and why are you saying all this you know why are you adding sort of salt to my wounds swami has not blessed us what do you mean you are making space for swami Mr Ratanlal says you know what you don't talk anything like this about Swami if you want to talk let's talk only about his glory only about his love if you say anything against Swami or anything which shows your frustration or your disgust about Swami i will get down the car right now right here and so Mr Ratanlal then starts talking about Swami as they start talking now slowly the mood changes and uh, they are now talking so happily about swami they are going back you know their first darshan and the first time they came and all those memories come back and they are actually now laughing they are joking they are so happy they are delighting in everything that they have experienced till then and what was supposed to be perhaps a 5 minute chit chat it was now for 3 hours they were talking only about swami and all through this conversation mrs ratanlal was all the time feeling that swami is there next to her swami sitting and mentally she used to say swami what do you think you know this is what we're discussing don't you think this happened so she was having her personal conversation in her mind with swami even as she was talking to her husband and so this is how that journey went they returned to mumbai and in those days they used to not come to parthi so often but uh, whenever there was a three day holiday if there was any gap in his work schedule mr ratanlal would somehow take the next available flight and come to prashanti and so when he did that in their next trip to prashanti swami called mr ratanlal and swami asked him now tell me who is the devotee who is my devotee you or her
so that was a revealing moment for mr ratanlal and through that you know swami is communicating so much i told you the journey begins with swami being in us the light is in you and after that you know once you are enveloped in that light then you feel that you are in that light and then you know there is no separateness with bhagwan you are constantly feeling him everywhere you are experiencing him everywhere whatever you do you only feel that you are a part of him you cannot think of a moment when you are not with him and this is the stage where mrs ratanlal was and that's why swami was asking mr ratanlal tell me who is a devotee you or her if you look at the navabida bhakti shravanam kirtanam the penultimate step in this nine stages of devotion is sakyam sakyam then atmanivedanam sakyam is that friendship with god and when do you develop that friendship with god when you don't see yourself so different from him when you feel so much a part of him when there is no inhibition between you and him so that is that is the stage where mrs ratanlal was and in fact i was also mentioning the previous episodes how whenever swami used to call them for interview swami used to talk about spiritual topics to mr ratanlal because he was very interested in philosophy and everything but whenever he looked at mrs ratanlal swami would not speak swami would only sing swami would sing what swami would sing only meera bhajans so swami was not talking about spirituality with her swami was giving her an experience of spirituality there was no need to tell her about spirituality because she was already feeling that ecstasy of spirituality what is spirituality the spirit of love is spirituality swami says so this is how that relationship between mrs ratanlal and bhagwan was swami used to sing this meera bhajans and and she used to be so submerged in his love in in his melody in the melody of his love when I mean, that is how the relationship between mrs ratanlal and swami grew from strength to strength in fact in one interview swami suddenly told mrs ratanlal you are my son you are my giridhar gopal you are my son you are my giridhar gopal and mrs ratanlal didn't understand why was swami saying that it sounded very strange swami is telling her you are my son giridhar gopal you are my son giridhar gopal and she just smiled because she could not really connect with anything she did not decipher what was the leela there much later it just dawned on her that many years ago when she was in mumbai in her altar she used to have these statues of krishna and many other deities and on one occasion when she was redoing the altar she moved the altar and she brought in new statues and during this process you know every time she used to move the idol she used to take the idol and she used to hug the idol and she used to treat the idol as if the idol was her child and she used to tell you are my gopal you are my girdar gopal you are my son so this is how she used to relate to those idols and after many years suddenly this came back to her it was like a bolt from the blue it was like a lightning that struck her oh my god swami was referring to this and this has happened like so many years before she even knew about bhagwan and swami is telling now you are my girdar gopal you are my son this is how she had developed that kinship with bhagwan this is how there was so much love for the lord which is always there it was just that it was earlier to giridhar gopal and now that same giridhar gopal who has come down in this beautiful form and who is doing the same mischief was now communicating to her i am the same one and i love to play with you i loved always to be with you and even now i love to be one with you i mean that is what bhagwan was communicating to her and helping her to recognize his love and know that he is the only one worth loving in this universe in fact a very beautiful bhajan comes to mind you know where we celebrate this love that bhagwan fills us with and we say swami without you there is no one there is no one who can come anywhere near what you give us the purity and the sublimity and the entirety of the love that you fill us with sai ra ghanesha bhagwan tumhara na 
हमेशा भगवान तुम्हारा तुम बिन कोई नहीं रखवारे तुम बिन कोई नहीं रखवारे तुम बिन कोई नहीं आप सहारे तुम बिन कोई नहीं आप सहारे तुम बिन प्रेम कोई नहीं देने वाले तुम बिन प्रेम कोई नहीं देने वाले तुम हो मेरे आत्माराम बाबा भगवान तुम्हारा भगवान तुम्हारा तुम बिन कोई नहीं रखवारे बिन कोई नहीं आप सहारे तुम बिन प्रेम कोई नहीं देने वाले तुम हो मेरे आत्मा राम बाबा भगवान तुम्हारा नाइरा भगवान तुम्हारा वेरी ब्यूटिफुल भजन कम्युनिकेट सो मच इज़ेंट इट तुम बिना कोई नहीं रखवाले देर इज नो वन टू लुक आफ्टर अस अदर देन यू एंड देर इज नो वन हु कैन लव अस द वे यू डू सो गोइंग ऑन कैरिंग ऑन विद आर स्टोरी सो दिस इज हाउ हर रिलेशनशिप स्लोली वॉज गेटिंग स्ट्रॉगर एंड स्ट्रॉगर एंड शी स्टार्ट टू कम टू परती ऑफन एंड नाउ स्वामी वॉज इन्वॉल्विंग हर इन एवरी प्रोजेक्ट when somi returned from africa in 1968 somi was very keen to start the college for the women students in the anandpur campus so in the same month in july 1968 the shri satyasai arts and science college for women was opened even though the college started functioning there was uh, not a proper building there and somi immediately started this process of uh, constructing a proper building and uh, getting in infrastructure and finally once the new building was ready 
In July 1971, Swami inaugurated the new building. The then President of India also came for the inauguration. And Mrs. Ratanlal was very deeply involved in this function, in the construction, in the preparation of the inauguration ceremony, the arrangements for the VIPs and the guests and Swami's uh, students. So she was there doing so many things for that function. And as she says, Swami was so deeply involved with everything of this construction. In fact, there was no architect for the college, for the building. Swami personally supervised the construction of the college. He used to sit on the construction site and supervise the masons, supervise the ratio of the cement and sand mix and every little thing. He was the engineer, he was the architect, he was the person who looked after the interior decoration. Everything was Swami. In fact, there is a very interesting incident related to this, which the first principal of the Anandpur campus, Professor Hemalata, once shared in July same 1971, you know, after the new buildings of the college were inaugurated. And there were some of the material which were not used for the construction. So Swami asked all those material to be shifted to two big rooms in the building and Swami got them locked. And then Swami sent for Professor Hemalata. And when Swami gave the keys of those two rooms, to Professor Hemalata and said, from now on you are the in charge of stores, so keep this carefully. And Professor Hemalata was very new to Bhagwan as well as new to administration and uh, given that she didn't have much experience, she didn't know okay how she should be looking after all the things that are there in the store. So just spontaneously it came out uh, of her mouth, Swami, she said, Swami, there is no stock register, Swami, how do I maintain? And Swami looked at her very smilingly and Swami said, Oh, stock register. Andari stock registers, anintik stock registers, na the grave unna ile. What this means is that the stock register of everything and everyone is with me. You don't worry. And when Swami said that, of course, Professor Himalada was so much taken aback. I mean, these are those revelatory moments. The stock of everything and everyone in this universe is with me. And what to think of preserving something from the ravages of time when he is the keeper of time himself. And then there's another incident which Professor Hemalata also shares hardly one month after the college inauguration, Swami came to the college and Swami called her to the auditorium where Bhagwan was. And there were two paintings, one of Ramayana and one of Mahabharata in the storeroom. So Swami asked uh, her to bring those two paintings. And Swami said that we have to fix those two paintings in the college auditorium. And Professor Hemalata, from after Bhagwan left, she actually did not... Uh, make any attempt to check what is there in the storeroom. She had just kept the key safely with her because everything in the storeroom were fully packed. But that day, suddenly, Swami tells her that you bring those two paintings from the storeroom. So she went to the storeroom, but she could not find these two huge paintings. So she went back and told Swami, I couldn't find, I couldn't locate those uh, big pictures of Ramayana and Mahabharata. And Swami was in the auditorium. And Swami said, no, pictures should be there. And, you know, Swami himself then came to the storeroom and he opened and he pointed two huge boards which were turned towards the wall and kept. And uh, Professor Hemlata thought that probably those two boards were some construction material. She didn't bother to check properly. And she was so sad at her lapse, but she had learnt a lesson that how when you are in charge of a task, how careful you should be and how you should be fully in the know of things, how... A slight negligence also will be a huge slip and you will miss a very beautiful opportunity to serve the Lord. A similar incident happened. Swami had left the duplicate keys to his room in the college on the campus with her saying that uh, once a week you open the room and you clean it. This is the instruction that Swami had given the principal, Professor Hemalata. So they were doing that, but one week because of some other work pressure, Professor Hemalata and the teachers did not clean Swami's room and just the following week, you know, that Sunday at 2 p.m., suddenly Swami lands up in her house. She was at that point in time staying in the town because she was married 
and uh, Swami appeared right in front of our house. Swami's car appeared there, but Swami was in the college. Swami's car driver says that uh, Swami is in the college and Swami has sent the car because Swami has forgotten his key and you have the duplicate key. So, Swami is waiting for the duplicate key and immediately Professor Hemlata rushed there and the moment she went there, uh, Professor Hemlata said, Swami, can you just give two minutes, Swami? We just have to clean the room. And then Swami said, why? Is the room not cleaned? Swami had told that every week you should clean the room. I mean, this is how particular Bhagavan is and this is how He tests us. This is how we have to be all the time meticulous and punctual and always be prepared, ever ready for the Lord and especially when He has given an instruction. You know, He is the storekeeper. He is the monitor. He is the one who is watching everything all the time. Nothing escapes His attention and He always wants perfection. There are moments when He puts our faith, our diligence to test and he sees how we deal with it. There was one similar incident which Mrs. Ratanlal narrates again relating to the college uh, inauguration. So what had happened was after Swami had uh, visited Mumbai in March 1967 and we mentioned about how the boys staged two plays in the Shanmukhananda Hall. So when Swami saw the Shanmukhananda Hall, there there was an electrically operated curtains there and Swami was very happy with those curtains and Swami had told Mrs. Ratanlal that I want similar curtains, electrical curtains for the Anandpur Campus College Auditorium. So, Mrs. Ratanlal arranged for the installation team from Mumbai. This team who were selling these curtains, they came. So, she arranged for them to come to erect and commission the curtain and you know, take care of any eventuality on the inauguration date. She was very particular that everything happens without a glitch. So all these team of four or five people from Mumbai came a few days before the inauguration to do their job. And Colonel Jogarao, who was at that point in time a member of the Central Trust, a civil engineer who was looking after all the construction work in the ashram. So he was not aware of uh, the new mechanism that is needed for these curtains to operate. And without uh, checking with Mrs. Ratanlal, he asked the workers to just uh, fix the curtain. He was totally unaware that it was an electrically operated curtain and it needed special handling. So the other workers, they fixed the curtain like they fix any other curtain. And uh, at that point in time, these four workers who had come from Mumbai, they were not around and the work was done. So the, probably those people finished their work and they left. And then later on, Bhagwan came. He wanted to see the curtain and then the buttons were pressed. And the curtains didn't move. And when the curtains did not move, now Swami was seemingly very anxious. And Swami asked for Mrs. Ratanlal. And uh, when she came there, Swami said, What is this? What kind of a curtain have you made? It does not work. I told you I wanted these curtains like how it was in Mumbai. And Mrs. Ratanlal was completely flummoxed. She didn't know what was happening. And, you know, she looked around. She was trying to see those technicians whom she had uh, brought from Mumbai. And they were nowhere around. And so she told Swami, Swami, just give me two minutes. And uh, she asked for people, can you look for those people who had come from Mumbai? And they said, no, they are not here. And then she asked, who fixed the curtain? And Mr. Jogarao immediately said, I got the curtain installed. And then she told to Jogarao, Mr. Jogarao, excuse me, but you know, there is something wrong here. Let us call the technicians who have come specially from Mumbai to install the curtain. And the meanwhile, those people came, those workers from Mumbai came and uh, they checked the installed curtain and they started shouting. They said, what have you done? I mean, this is not how this curtain should be raised. Who did this? And, you know, they were talking loudly and Swami was standing there all the while. And Mr. Ratanlal went to these workers because they had no clue who is Bhagwan, anything. And, you know, we are talking about 60s. And uh, she told them, you know, please, please speak softly. Swami is standing here. You tell me what is the problem. And those workers said, what can we do? Everything is topsy-turvy. This curtain, the way it is fixed, it is a mess. This is not to be done this way. Then Mrs. Ratnanal went to these technicians and said, you know what, you just take Swami's name and you bring down the curtain and we'll do it again. And Swami was watching all this and she just said, you say Sairam, Sairam and you pull down the curtain. 
everything will be fine don't be worried we'll do it properly and they wanted an electrician and uh, mr jogara wanted to arrange one and mrs ratnalal said no 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 they have special technical requirements and they are the technicians so let them do the job the way they are trained to do let us not interfere with it and then she asked everyone to just be patient and to leave the place because she said if all of us you know crowd around this place these technicians will get nervous so let us all go and let us come back after 30 minutes and then check what they have done and then she even told this to swami she went to swami and told swami if your will is there if your sankalpa is there swami what can go wrong swami please give us some time after 30 minutes let us come swami i'm sure everything will be okay and the way she told swami you know swami also even though till that time swami looked worried and agitated and she told swami i know we are putting a burden on you swami but this is currently everything is beyond us at this moment so i mean just give us little time and i will sort everything out we will do it swami so everyone left swami also left and then she just went to a corner and she just started chanting saram 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 and she felt that her chanting is what will give energy and the right mind to these workers to complete the work as quickly as they can and that is how it happened the curtain was erected in the next 2 hours and those workers struggled because they had to bring it down they have to correct all the wrongs and somehow they were able to do it and once it was done bhagwan came and now when the switch was put on everything was perfect and mrs ratanlal was only saying saram 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 she put on the switch and the curtain parted just how swami wanted it to happen and swami was very happy and that was one moment for mrs ratanlal and that was one moment of test you know when god gives us test if we take it in the right spirit if we maintain our composure if we are patient if we are having that perseverance you know then those tests will become testimonies of his love it was a test of her patience it was a test of her faith in prayer it was a test of her presence of mind when god gives us opportunities he gives us also ability but for us to tap this ability we have to have that humility and we have to surrender to him and pray for him at every opportunity only when we pray to him at every opportunity then we can make best of every opportunity that he grants us so this is how mrs ratanlal passed this test and so many such little little tests and every time she passed a test swami granted her a bigger role even major role in his mission so that is how that relationship strengthened and there came a time when bhagwan gave her such a profound role in his mission she started looking after bhagwan bhagwan's every need and she was a constant person wherever bhagwan went whether it is uti kodekanal mumbai chennai everywhere she was part of bhagwan's trip talking about the anandpur college uh, inauguration there were many beautiful such instances beautiful such tests swami asked her to get the painting of the college done so even as the curtain was happening this was another task that bhagwan asked her to do and swami told uh, anyway we are running short of time so just paint all the walls uh, of the college and there's no need to paint my room because if i ask you to paint my room then i know you will divert all the workers to do the work in my room and college building will not get done in time so there's no need to do my room you just get the college building painted there was one room for bhagwan in the campus and mrs ratanlal thought how could we do this how could we not paint swami's room when we are painting the entire building so what she did she thought swami is worried about workers being diverted i will do the work i will paint swami's room so the next morning she got a ladder and she got one worker she didn't call any painters but she just called one casual worker so she put the ladder and she went up and she started painting swami's room and as she was doing this quietly swami came from behind and now as she started the work she was not very happy that colors were not coming on well and she was telling this worker you know get that other paint you know get this brush and all that and this worker was doing all that but suddenly this worker stopped responding 
Why? Because Swami had entered and Mrs. Ratanlal was not aware of this because her face was facing the wall and Swami was behind her and once Swami entered, this worker froze and he was not responding to Mrs. Ratanlal's instructions and now Mrs. Ratanlal was getting infuriated. She was getting frustrated. What happened to this worker? Again and again, she's giving instructions, do this, do that, you know, bring that paint bottle and get that brush. And the worker was just not responding and completely annoyed. Mrs. Ratanlal now looks back to see where is the worker, what is it doing? And then she's shocked to see Swami standing there. And when she sees Swami and when their eyes meet, Swami starts laughing. Swami just breaks out into a beautiful smile. So this is how that relationship was. You know, her deep interest to do anything for Swami. Mrs. Ratanlal, as I told you before, she comes from a family which was among the elite in Mumbai. Even in the 60s, she had her entire house, air conditions, had four cars and ten servants. But when she came to Perthi, she forgot everything. Now she was willing to be a painter. She was going up on the ladder and she was doing Swami's work. Why? Because she felt she belonged to Swami. Swami was hers and she can do anything for Swami. It is that stage as I was telling you. You are in the light. When you are in the light, there is no differentiation. There is complete dedication. You have no problem taking those leaps of faith because you are submerged in that light. And you know, anyone else perhaps will not have that courage because when Swami has told not to paint his room, how dare you do it? But when you do it out of love, when you do it out of pure love, when you do it out of pure dedication, not out of show, not out of ostentation, it is not artificial, it is coming from the heart and the Lord knows the heart better than anyone else. So once you do something with all your heart, with absolute selflessness, for the Lord, just like Mother Shabari did in Ramayana, then you only become eligible for more and more grace of the Lord. In fact, there's another very beautiful incident concerning again the college inauguration and Mrs. Ratanlal, how Bhagwan filled her, not just her mind, you know, Swami ensured that everything that was not okay, even in her physical self, became okay by the time the Anandpur College was set. In fact, Mrs. Ratanlal had the problem of ulcers. Much before she came to Swami, she was a very active uh, social worker. She used to work for cancer patients and she used to work in the old age homes. She would take care of orphans. And she had these high connections because of her boutique, which was selling expensive clothes and uh, precious stones and diamonds. She was using all her contacts in the social circle to do social work. That was her passion. And this social work also took her to many places. So she went in 1954 to the US for an international conference on social work. Until then, she had a fantastic stomach. You know, she was, she was able to eat anything, even if it was very spicy, it was full of chilies. It didn't bother her. That is how her health was. But once she was there in this international trip. They were in Montreal and, you know, in Montreal, you don't have any spicy food. So she had to eat very bland food. And the options were very less for vegetarians. It was just milk, curd, buttermilk. And you didn't have many of the things that she would like to eat, but she was eating all these, or there was non-veg seafood. Again, she would not eat uh, non-veg. After uh, the conference in Montreal, they went to Ottawa and they went to Toronto. And in Toronto, people came to know that she is a very good cook. So all the people who were around her said, you know, why don't you cook something for us, Indian dishes? And so she went to the marketplace there and she brought all the ingredients that she wanted and she actually cooked for 500 people there. And they all enjoyed what she made. But suddenly, after this meal that she had prepared, she started experiencing some pain and it was so much of continuous pain in the stomach and at that point in time she didn't know what to do so she was just taking a painkiller she survived by taking this painkiller every two hours and with that pain she went to the US she went to the Niagara she went to the Washington DC and where they had an audience with President Eisenhower the president had a big welcome for them they even went to the United Nations and all this was happening and she was later supposed to go to California but then she cut short her trip because her health was going from bad to worse. And so she came to Paris and she came to Zurich. She had to meet 
her husband's sister's son who was in Zurich. So she was there for some days there and then she somehow returned to India. And after she returned to India, health seemed to be normal. She was again able to eat oil and everything. And then her husband said, let's go to Kashmir. So they're going to Kashmir. So they flew up to Pathan Court and then from there they were going to Uddhampur. And when they were going to Uddhampur in car, suddenly she had such terrible pain again. You know, she had never before experienced that much of sickness and that much of pain. So she stopped the car and when she came out, she was vomiting blood. Until then, you know, she didn't tell anything to her husband. Even on that occasion, she didn't tell anything to her husband. She tried to cover up everything and then they went to Srinagar and she tried to see some good doctors there. But in Srinagar, there were no good facilities. We are talking about, you know, much before 60s. We are probably talking about 40s and 50s. So there was not much facilities there. And then she came to Delhi and in Delhi, there was her husband's brother, Mr. Sohanlal. And Mr. Sonlal was got very concerned. But in the Delhi hospital, they didn't have the equipment. In those days, there was no scans. They could only do an x-ray. So given that nothing was helping her, she came straight to Mumbai. And in Mumbai, in Tata Memorial Hospital, she went to a stomach specialist. She got checked up there. And the doctor there said, How are you alive? You have three duodenal big ulcers. And said, you know, it is so big, we cannot even operate. We don't know what we can do with you. You just have to be very careful. So that is when the word came from the doctors about the reason for her serious illness. And this is what she was suffering from 1954 till that day, which, which was almost late 60s and in early 70s. So this is how she was suffering from this ulcers. And then... After she came to Bhagwan in 1968, there was a world conference and they were invited to the world conference. And at that point in time, when she used to have this pain and uh, whenever anyone went to Bhagwan and said, Swami, Mrs. Ratanlal is having pain. And Swami would say, no, 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 she has no pain. She's only acting. She's only acting. Swami would not even give vibhuti. And uh, she didn't know how to react. As I mentioned before, her husband used to tell Swami that, uh, Swami, she is not your devotee. And here, Swami is saying that, you know, no, 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 she doesn't have pain when she actually has pain. So she didn't know what to do, how to tell Swami, how to find a cure for this. And meanwhile, the Anandpur College inauguration process started. So she came from Mumbai. And at that point in time, her husband thought it would be nice to move to Bangalore. He wanted to buy a property in Bangalore. But once Bhagwan came to know of that, Swami reprimanded. Uh, him severely said, you go and return that money. You're not going to buy a land outside. I'm going to build a house for you. And Swami, in fact, actually built a house for her in the Brindavan campus, in the Brindavan ashram. In fact, Swami did the entire design and Swami came personally. And it was a very simple house that Swami built, but it was built by Bhagwan with so much love for her. Later on, she set up the Sanatan Sarathi Press. It was only because of her that Sanatan Sarathi, finally, the Ashram magazine, which used to be printed and sent from Prashant and Lim, could have a printing press. And in fact, Swami's books also started only after she set up the printing press, which was next to her home. Swami gave her the permission. It was her enthusiasm to set up this press, which would help to disseminate Swami's message. So this is what was happening. So when the Anandpur inauguration time came, so apart from she doing up the curtains and doing up the painting, she just realized that for all the guests, she was making all these arrangements and she found that there were no plates in the hostel. So when all these guests come, how will they be fed? There were big cooking vessels that had come from Puttaparthi. So cooking will happen. In those days, you know, we used to serve on leaves. So, and so she wondered how can we serve all these guests who are coming all the way from Delhi on leaves. So she goes to Swami and he says, Swami, we cannot do this. We got to have plates. And so she takes Swami's permission and she calls up uh, her contacts in Mumbai. And that is how in just a matter of two days, the plates arrive from Mumbai in train. Swami used to make this very frequent trips to Anandpur and Swami used to take her also along with him whenever Swami used to go for this inspection before the inauguration. So there were so many times when in the middle of the night also Swami would be inspecting the work there and she also used to be there with Bhagwan. 
So once the inauguration happened, in fact, even on the inauguration day, when they were serving all the president and the guests, there was a problem of water and there was not enough water to do the dishes. And somehow they struggled. No one knows these stories of how she managed to serve these guests. And because it was a president coming, no one should leave the kitchen. And only when the president's people taste the food, can that be served. And there were a lot of regulations. But she was locked up in the kitchen. She was not able to have enough water. But somehow, with a lot of difficulty, she was able to finish. 4,000 people had food and more. So many people were fed. And after everything was done, finally, after the president left, she came out of the room and she went and had her bath. And uh, now people were waiting for Bhagwan. People wanted to return to Bangalore. And uh, Swami was there, still in Anandpur. And... Once she finished uh, her bath and she was ready, suddenly Swami called her and Dr. Gokak to his room. Actually, there were so many people waiting for Bhagwan, but Swami called Mrs. Ratanlal and Dr. Gokak and Swami started talking about spirituality. For 15-20 minutes, Swami was going on talking about so many things and she was worried. She was saying, Swami, there are so many people waiting outside. They just want a namaskaram from you so that they can go. And she said, Swami, maybe you should go out so that all these people after they see you and uh, they take your namaskar, they want to leave. And she was also very hungry because she had not eaten anything. She had been working right from the morning. And uh, once Swami left, once Swami went to give uh, darshan and namaskar to this guest, she just went to her room and she just had a glass of milk and she just collapsed. She was vomiting blood. In fact, this was the third time this was happening and the doctors had told that, you know, if this happens, then you can even have an hemorrhage and if that happens, you will not survive. At 5 o'clock in the evening, she used to make coffee for Bhagwan, and Swami used to stay upstairs and her room was downstairs and she always had this habit. Whenever Swami used to come out of his room, Swami used to always look out. And uh, she was in really very bad shape in her room downstairs. She was almost half dead. She was lying on her bed. There was no water and her face was full of blood. And now when this happened, suddenly Swami called Mrs. Ratanlal, Mrs. Ratanlal. She was able to hear but she was not bold enough. She didn't have enough inner energy to get up. There was another person who was there who was to help. And so he came. When that person came, Mr. Ratanlal said, you just get some water for me. So that person got, she somehow got up and she washed her face with that. And that person wanted help. She said, no, no, no need, no need. I will manage myself. And she somehow held on to the steps and she was just telling Sairam, Sairam. And she tried to climb the steps because Swami was calling. Just three steps she climbed and she could not climb any further. And now she looked up and what does she see? Swami has come down with his own glass and there was a glass of coffee in that half finished which the coffee that Swami has finished up and Swami is telling you take this and she said no Swami I cannot do this I cannot drink from your glass actually Swami pretends that he's very angry he said no 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 you have to do this and she takes that and then every 10 minutes again Swami comes and Swami comes with a glass of water again Swami comes in his own glass Swami gives the second dose Swami comes again after half an hour again gives a third dose and Every time Swami gave the water, it had a different taste. It was vibhuti in the water, but all different tastes. And every time, every half an hour, Swami came. And after looking after her, Swami asked her to go to her room. And then Swami left to the campus because there was some more function there in the campus. And then suddenly, after she took that third dose from Bhagwan of that vibhuti water, she went to the restroom and now everything was cleared. She was feeling so fresh. She had proper bath she cleaned her clothes and in 45 minutes she was perfect she was absolutely fresh and then there was a call from Bhagwan. someone came and told Swami is waiting for you Swami is waiting for you and she goes out now and Swami looks at her and Swami pretends as if nothing has happened and Swami says come on go and have your food and from that day she never again had the ulcer problem. Something that was tormenting her since 1954 once and for all was closed, was terminated in 1971 once the Anandpur College inauguration happened. 
once she gave herself completely to swami's work once she forgot about herself and she felt that she is there only to do his work when you give yourself completely to him then god also gives completely of himself to you when god is priority one in your life then you are always priority one for god and you begin to experience that only when you take that leap of faith only when you believe that all i need is chant sairam sairam and do his work because once i am thinking of him once i am with him then there is nothing that can happen to me and god will be there at every step he will come down he will feed you personally he will give his own tumbler he will give his own energy he will do everything for you to ensure that you become whole you become complete so that the smile returns onto your face and it is brighter it is more beautiful and it is more charming than ever before because now you're smiling with his energy you're happy doing his work you are filled with his vibrations and you are glowing in his love that is the story of mrs ratanlal there are so many more amazing instances these are instances for all of us dear listener these are instances of how we can be servitors of bhagwan how we can be instruments in his hands how we can move in this journey from the light is in me to i am in the light to i am the light how we can fill ourselves in the light of his love and know that there is nothing worth in this world other than just a taste of his love and once we have tasted his love that is all that is needed to make ourselves complete and that is what we should dedicate ourselves and our entire life for there is so many more beautiful instances in the coming episodes i will share with you many more such revealing moments and i hope that this will help us to become better instruments in his hands and experience his love in greater measure in our lives thank you so much saira prema swarupulara embodiments of love shanti ni lopala unnadi kaani baite ledhu peace is within not outside outside no peace only pieces saira you just heard an episode of our program outside inside deep inside this was a segment of radio size thursday live hosted by bishop prushti and today's episode was first broadcast on 29th march 2018 dear listener you can email us your feedback as always to listener@radiosci.org you can also whatsapp us to this number 9393258258 thank you and sai ram